When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply for joining us on the That's Rather Cavalier podcast. Before we get to it, make sure you follow us wherever you get your audio podcast. Just search FFSN That's Rather Cavalier. Give us a five-star rating on Apple and Spotify. Also, check out our cast shorts on the Know It All's YouTube channel. Now let's get to it. Everybody. Welcome to That's Rather Cavalier Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. As always, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, and wherever else you get your podcasts, even iHeartRadio and the iHeartRadio app. Thanks for tuning in again to the That's Rather Cavalier Podcast. I'm going solo tonight. This is BP and Pepper Pike. Obviously, we're, we usually talk about the Cleveland Cavs. I'm also usually joined by Big G, Tate, and Relly. Those guys aren't with me tonight. I'm going to be doing a solo uh, topic on Brad Doherty, a Cleveland Cavalier legend, and also Kyrie Irving, a Cleveland Cavalier legend. So we're going to spend about 15 minutes, about seven and a half minutes on each of these two Cavs legends. This is part two in our series where the other guys are also going to cover some Cavs past and present legends. So, you know, it is summertime. The NBA draft has passed. We're done with the NBA finals. So now we're going to cover some of these Cavs legends. And I picked Brad Doherty. My name is Brad. So I always had an affinity for Brad Doherty. You know, Brad Doherty was drafted back in 1986. The Cavs made him the number one pick in the draft. And it was an exciting time for Cavs fans. It was sort of like the rebuild of the new era, almost like a modern era of Cavs basketball. They even changed the logo back then. They went from the old lion and gold to the new blue and orange, similar to like what the New York Knicks had. So the Cavs kicked that 1986 draft off by drafting Brad Doherty from uh, Black Mountain, North Carolina. He's He was seven foot tall, 245 pounds. He was obviously, he was teammates with Michael Jordan back on those uh, North Carolina championship teams back in the day when Jordan made his shot way back in like around 1983. So going back to Brad Doherty, he was a five-time All-Star, and Brad was a fantastic player. He played only eight seasons in the NBA, which is kind of surprising. You know, he really, his career was cut short with a very bad back injury. So, you know, it's a shame because the Cavs really, you know, he averaged, his scoring average was 19 points a game, 10 rebounds, four assists, and one block. So, I mean, he really put up all-star numbers almost every year he played. He made the all-star team five times out of his eight seasons. So that's a fantastic rate for, uh, you know, tremendous success. And he was very consistent and he was a great passer. He was always known as one of the best passing big men of all time. 
And obviously he could have scored more points if he was on a lesser team, but the Cavs had almost like a very unselfish team, similar to like what San Antonio Spurs had back in the 2000s, where, you know, the ball moved around like a hot potato. You had guys like Mark Price, Craig Elo, Ron Harper, Larry Nance, John Hot Rod Williams and Brad Doherty. Then you had some other role players off the bench, some of the small forwards. But these guys were all buddies. They all liked to fish and hunt together, and they were into stock cars. They really were good guys. So, you know, they played back in the day at the Richfield Coliseum. They didn't even play in downtown Cleveland, so they played all their games out in Richfield, which was halfway between Cleveland and Akron. So some of the guys even lived out there in the Akron area. They didn't even live in Cleveland. So when you look at Brad Doherty's career, his, in my opinion, his best season was the 1992 season and his best performance was in the playoffs. In the 1992 NBA playoffs, he took the Cavs to the Eastern Conference Finals. And of course, who did they face? The Our arch enemy, the Chicago Bulls. In fact, I went to some of those Eastern Conference Finals games and they were you know, pretty brutal. They were pretty uh, tough competition. Back then, I felt the Cavs were the second best team in the NBA behind the Michael Jordan Bulls. But in that 1992 uh, NBA Eastern Conference Finals, the Cavs lost to the Bulls four games to two. And, you know, it took some miraculous games from Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen to win that series. In that series, actually, in the, for the entire 1992 playoffs, Brad Doherty was the fourth leading scorer in all of the playoffs with 21 and a half points a game. So that's pretty impressive. Just like we saw here recently with the NBA playoffs in 2023, you know, you had guys like Jokic, Jimmy Butler, you know, some of the guys from the Celtics like Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown. Guys like Kevin Durant were putting those are the type those are the guys with the top, you know, one through five scores in these past NBA playoffs. Brad Doherty was putting up those type of numbers back in 1992. So you can see Brad Doherty really was a superior player. And really it was it was a shame that his career was cut so short. And even now, Brad Doherty has come back to Cleveland. He's an announcer for Bally Sports Ohio. He announces about 25% of the games, and he's very good. You know, he gives you his, you know, very excellent commentary and he's, you know, he's got a ton of experience. He's got a ton of experience with guys that went to North Carolina, all those Tar Heels down there. And because I do, I believe he lives in the Charlotte, North Carolina area now, but he comes up here for the games when he televises the games for Valley Sports Ohio. And it seems like he's had some good interactions with the big men on the team. I, he doesn't officially coach anybody on the Cavs, but I think he spends time with the big men, guys such as uh, Jared Allen and Evan Mobley. So that's kind of a wrap on Brad Doherty. Again, Brad was a great guy, and luckily he's still part of the Cleveland Cavaliers family. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Part two of our Cavs Legend Series for tonight, I'm going to cover a little bit on Kyrie Irving. Now, Kyrie Irving obviously is a controversial figure in Cleveland Cavaliers history. I'll give you a little bit of background on Kyrie. Kyrie was born in Australia, which a lot of people don't know. 
and but he did play his high school ball in New Jersey at St. at St. Patrick's High School, which is a famous basketball type high school in northern New Jersey near New York City. Well, Kyrie is currently 31 years old. It seems like he's been around forever and you know, he was the first pick similar to Brad Doherty. He was the number one pick in the 2011 NBA draft. So since we just had a draft a couple days ago, you know, we can all relate to all the circumstance and you know, it's amazing again, Kyrie Irving is a pretty slight guy. He's listed at 6'2", 195. So, you know, for a shorter guy like that to be number one, and he only played in about 10 games at Duke. So it was really a, a kind of a risky pick, even though everybody knew he was the best player in the draft. It was risky because of his injury. He had a, like a broken toe injury at Duke. And he only played, like I said, just a few games in, just in one season at Duke. But the Cavs took him with the number one pick in the 2011 NBA draft. Now, this was significant because LeBron, LeBron James had just left. He left, you know, for Miami in 2010. So Kyrie Irving was the first pick after LeBron had left the Cavs the first time. So there was a lot of hype around Kyrie and, um, you know, everybody was happy to see what he looked like when he came on the court. And actually the same year Kyrie was drafted, Tristan Thompson was drafted with the fourth pick in the draft. So that was quite a draft for the Cavs. In fact, the Cavs obtained the first pick in the draft from the LA Clippers when they they made a fantastic trade back then. They traded Baron Davis to the LA Clippers and the Clippers gave us their number one pick. And through the lottery, that the LA Clippers pick became the first pick in the draft. So really, the Cavs were lucky. The pick that was used to draft Kyrie Irving was not even our own pick. It was obtained from the LA Clippers. Our own pick was the fourth pick in the draft, which turned out to be uh, Tristan Thompson, who turned out to be a good player, but if we had just gotten Tristan Thompson in that draft, we never would have had a championship in 2016. Going back to Kyrie, Kyrie was an eight-time All-Star. Kyrie just finished his 12th season, so you know he's still active. He's only 31 years old. He's already been an eight, eight-time All-Star out of 12 seasons, which is obviously very impressive, with the, especially with all the competition at the point guard spot. The point guard is probably the most competitive position in the NBA. I mean, there's about 45 guys in the NBA that can start at point guard almost every night. So there's a ton of competition in the Eastern Conference. You know, for example, there's always guys like Trey Young. Now there's Darius Garland. There's Jalen Brunson. There's Kyrie Irving. You can see, and there's, you know, even, you know, guys like Lonzo Ball has been a, a point guard. LaMelo Ball. Just the list goes on and on. Marcus Smart was a point guard here in the Eastern Conference. Even guys like uh, Kemba Walker was an all-star point guard for many years. So there's a ton of competition at point guard in the NBA Eastern Conference. So for Kyrie to make it eight times is very significant. It shows the kind of player that he is. Uh, Kyrie Irving, unfortunately, has had some injuries. In 2015, during the, I think it was game one of the NBA Finals, he injured his knee and then he was done for the series. And that really hurt the Cavs against the Golden State Warriors. In fact, the Cavs end up losing that series to Golden State, four games to two, and LeBron put up some fantastic numbers. And Kevin Love was also out of that series. If the Cavs had LeBron, if the Cavs had Kyrie Irving in that series, I think they could have won that series. I, I don't respect the Golden State 2015 team all that much. I think if we had a healthy Kyrie with LeBron and all the role players, I think we would have won that series. 
even without Kevin Love. But that was just a tough break, and that's the way it goes. Luckily, you know, in 2016, Kyrie, LeBron, you know, led us to the 2016 NBA championship. In the middle of those NBA finals, that's the historic finals when we were down three games to one in game five. On the road at Golden State, one of the greatest performances of all time was performed by LeBron with 41 points and Kyrie Irving with 41 points. Uh, so that was some fantastic, you know, all-time performances on the road at Golden State. They won that game, and they came back and won game six in Cleveland. And then, as we all know, they won game seven on the road at Golden State back in 2016. Uh, it's interesting about Kyrie Irving is that he is considered to have the best handle in the NBA, in NBA currently in NBA history. And by handle, I mean the way he handles the ball. So he is considered the best handles in the NBA of all time, better than uh, better than Allen Iverson, better than Isaiah Thomas, better than Pete Maravich, better than Chris Paul, and better than Magic Johnson. So that says a lot for a guy who's still currently playing to, to be considered the greatest ball handler of all time. I said about since Kyrie Irving came to the NBA back in 2011, he's like a magician with the ball. You just know, you know, he would dribble between his legs, go around the back, do this, and go to the basket. I don't even know sometimes how he'd like, you know, the ball would come out of his hands, reverse layups against seven footers, and he just made it happen. So, and you now Kyrie Irving also, in my opinion, has the biggest shot in NBA history when he, you know, took that three and made it in the closing seconds against Golden State to seal the win for the Cavs. So not only was he is he a great ball handler, but he's a great shooter. I always felt he was a clutch shooter. And in my opinion, at crunch time, I always wanted him shooting the ball over LeBron because I felt Kyrie was a better shooter. Just every time he shoots the ball, it looks like it's going in. He's just got perfect form, perfect rhythm. So he really is a pleasure to watch. Now, currently, you know, Kyrie Irving left Cleveland on bad terms. He forced his way out in 2017. And so, you know, after the Cavs lost pretty easily to Golden State, uh, in my opinion, you know, he just, he didn't like being number two to LeBron. He wanted to kind of run his own show. So he pretty much forced a trade from Cleveland to another team and the Cavs traded him to Boston, which I never would have done. I always like to trade guys to the other conference, to the Western Conference. I think that's the best procedure is you, you take a guy like Kyrie, you don't want to see him ever again. You want to trade him out to the West. The Cavs didn't do that. You know, they traded him to one of our biggest rivals, the Celtics. I never would have done that. I actually proposed that the Cavs should have traded him out to Phoenix back then for like Eric Bledsoe and uh, Josh Jackson. Now, those guys didn't turn out to be that great either, but at least it would have sent Kyrie out to the Western Conference. Also, I had in that proposal with some draft picks as well. But in the end, it turns out Kyrie has been sort of a difficult guy to get along with. He went, he was on, he's been on four teams now, Cleveland, Boston, then Brooklyn, and now he's on Dallas. And even his contract expired with Dallas. So he actually is a free agent. Well, he could be on his fifth team before, you know, the season starts in October. For him, hopefully he'll re-sign with Dallas. I think Kyrie is looking for some kind of a big long-term contract. I don't think anybody wants to give him long-term contracts anymore. Maybe they'll give him a two or three year, two year deal with an option, but that's about it. And what's ironic is ideally 
in Kyrie's mind, he wanted to play with LeBron James again, which seems kind of odd since he didn't like playing with LeBron here in Cleveland. But he made it known that he wanted to play with LeBron in Los Angeles. But pretty much, I think that that's been, uh, you know, put down by the Lakers. They don't seem to be interested. I don't think LeBron's that interested. So I don't think that's going to happen for Kyrie. Most likely, he's going to re-sign with Dallas on a two- or three-year contract. So in summary, I think we've covered, you know, a good amount of information on Brad Doherty, who is definitely a Cavs legend. In my opinion, he's the greatest center in Cleveland Cavaliers history, whose career was cut short with injuries, but he was still a fantastic Cav and very loyal and played his entire career in Cleveland. And also we touched on Kyrie Irving, who, in my opinion, is the greatest point guard in Cleveland Cavalier history. His number will probably be retired up in the rafters at the Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse. And, you know, he, he did help bring us a championship, so we're always going to be grateful for that. And with that, I'd like to sign off and say thanks for listening to That's Rather Cavalier Podcast, and we'll see you soon. And have a great summer.